we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have... Mike Roberts. Hey, man, we are doing the social distancing podcast right now. This is the very first <laughs> social distancing version of the podcast, if I can get, get that out, aren't you? <laughs> right, I'm trying, I'm trying. It's been so long, Mike. I need, I to, know, practice, I know. I need to practice it's, talking. Well, it's, it's not only just been long since we've... You know, because we're late on the podcast. I haven't seen Rashawn. I haven't seen each other since this started. Dude, it feels like it's been forever. Thirty like, days today. Yeah, thirty days. Thirty days as at the time of us recording this podcast. But again, we have a, a guest here for you, and they are one of those essential workers that you guys have been hearing about so much in the news lately. But before we get there, I want to remind you guys to check us out on social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast if you can still remember after thirty days. the podcast is available at our host anchor.com but it is also available on apple google spotify and many many of your major and minor podcast venues so however you want to listen however you like to listen we got you covered all right without further ado i hope i said that correct and we are on a little bit of a time limit here uh but we have a guest for you as i mentioned earlier and i'm going to have him introduce himself now can uh sir can you give me your name first and last and also give me your title and, and a little bit about what you do, uh, if you okay. can try to put it in a bite size for us. Yeah, well, thank you, uh, Mike and Rashawn, for having me. And I'm excited to be your uh, first guest. <laughs> my <name> is, <laughs> yeah, my name is Henry Rosenbaum. I'm with Henrico Fire. My uh, title is an assistant chief, and I currently serve as the fire marshal for the fire department and also the Henrico County. Okay, awesome, awesome. So how did you get started down that path, uh, Mr. Rosenbaum, or can I call you Henry? Is Henry all right? You can. Yeah, please call me Henry. <laughs> I know a lot of people, when we talk, they're like, oh, Rashawn, please don't call me Mr. Just just, just go with the first name. Go with the first name. Yes. Um, but, so how did you get started? Take, take us down your career path. How did you even get into this line of work? Yeah, so it is, uh, it's quite unique, and it's one that's really homegrown right here in Henrico County. I went to uh, Henrico Schools, uh, Jackson Davis Elementary, and I went to Tuckahoe Middle and then graduated from Tucker High School. And while I was in high school, I was also a lifeguard at the, one of the local apartment complexes. And at that point, I had a desire to want to become a lifeguard down at Virginia Beach. Who wouldn't want to be a lifeguard? Right. So in order to be a lifeguard, you had to have EMT was the basic certification. So I sought out to find an EMT class, and I found one at Lakeside Volunteer Rescue Squad. Now, mind you, I'm uh, just coming out of freshman high school, going into um, sophomore year at Tucker, and I found this EMT program at Lakeside, and I was able to get in as a student and uh, took my EMT test on March the 30th, 1981. There was probably not a lot of members out there that are listening that will remember what happened on that day, but that was the day President Reagan was unfortunately shot. Uh, but I, that's really when my career began because I took my EMT test and passed. And that year I graduated, or not graduated, but I finished the uh, 10th grade of high school. And then I started volunteering with Lakeside Rescue Squad. And then continued that through the, the 
last two years of high school and after I graduated, I sought my desire then turned from becoming a lifeguard to wanting to become a firefighter and specifically wanted to be a firefighter here in Henrico County. So applied for uh, a career uh, in the 1983 and it was a year later in October of 84, I got hired by Henrico County as a firefighter and uh, it truly was a blessing that I had my EMT. And by that time, I had already um, got my, back then they called it cardiac tech, which was an advanced level training, had received my cardiac tech training. And uh, that was a, a blessing to help me get start my career with the fire department. All right, man. So you've been doing this since 84, man. So you know a little bit about it, huh? <laughs> uh, I've, I've been around. And, been around. Uh, there's still more to see and more to do. And and you know, this, this is a, a time that we've never seen before with this COVID uh, event that's going on in all of our lives. And uh, so, yeah, there's, there's, there's more to come. You can never say you've seen it all. Right. So when, uh, when did you know, um, a lot of the times we like to talk about career paths, especially when we have guests on here, to kind of give the students who are listening the idea of, you know, life is not always a, a straight shot. Um, so uh, when did you know that this was the right line of work for you? Yeah, really, when, as I was pointing out earlier, when I started in that high school path, well, I was in high school and started in this um, technical training, uh, which happened to be EMT, which we're fortunate we've got that in the high school system now, and I hope we can talk about it a little bit further. Um, but I was able to get in that EMT. It was a technical skill, technical um, uh, abilities to, to apply to the, the career that I chose, and um, it and so, yeah, it just made a difference. And then having the adults um, seeing the benefit of taking me as a, as a young student and uh, help fostering me along to, uh, to be the, the person I am today and being able to be in this career for 35 years so far. What have you seen change um, in the EMT world from, I mean, you know, I graduated, you know, I'm 54 years old. I graduated high school in 84. So, for you, what have you seen change in that world from then to now? Yeah, no, from the, in the medical field of things, it's been the technical advances. The equipments that we have at our disposal right now is tremendous. And it's almost, it's evolved from what used to be in the hospital is now at our fingertips out in the field. Uh, from the heart monitors to the um, uh, respiratory equipment, uh, some of the additional monitoring equipment that we, we have from pulse ox to carbon, uh, the, uh, carbon monoxide monitoring, just the technology is tremendous. So we, we, we didn't have those back then. And I imagine that makes uh, what you guys do uh, a lot easier uh, today, having all that technology now. Well, it, it makes it easier, but it also makes it harder. And the harder part comes from your ability to not only operate the equipment, but also understand the equipment and then ultimately apply it to the patient care. Right. So you mentioned the pandemic a little bit earlier in, in one of your responses. And yes. uh, I wanted to ask you to describe sort of a day to day in your career as before the pandemic, but also describe kind of how it has changed now that we are in, in, in the pandemic uh, situation. Yeah, so it, it really has changed and, and it's changed everybody's life. Um, you, you mentioned earlier the social distancing. Yeah, uh, we, we have to apply that at our work, too. Um, try to adhere the, the best we can. Um, and when we are interacting with patients now or family members, those um, uh, procedures still have to be in place. Um, what probably is the biggest thing is that when we interact with any patient now, we are 
protecting not only ourselves by wearing a, a full layer of protective equipment that we didn't always wear in the past, such as now, it's not uncommon to see us when we're attending to a patient to have gloves, a gowns, a mask, and goggles on, or some type of eye protection. Uh, that was not common for an everyday patient contact, but it is now. So those are the kind of things that we've put in place, and not just here in Enrico, but all emergency services are using those kind of protections. And again, it's not just to protect us, but it's also to protect us from uh, a patient or other families or, or people that we come in contact with. Yeah, you guys are, are sort of on the front lines of this thing right here. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mentioned the term uh, essential personnel earlier in the podcast. Kind of describe what that term means to you as being one of those uh, essential personnel. Yeah, well, in our line of work, in the public safety, the essential personnel means who can still come to work and perform the jobs of public safety. And, And ultimately, you think of the police officers, the firefighters, and the rescue squad or EMS type personnel, the people that run into the ambulances or run with the ambulances. You know, and here in Henrico, we're fortunate. We still have three very strong volunteer rescue squads, Tuckahoe, Lakeside, and Henrico. And those members that serve there are all volunteers. They still have to meet the same trouble, I mean, training levels of certification, but but there are folks that are volunteering their time. So we're fortunate to have that. And then in addition to that, Henrico Fire also staffs ambulances uh, to run the medical calls in the county in, in addition to the volunteer rescue squads. See, being in the situation right now, we kind of see uh, how important those type of jobs are, right? These essential jobs. So why do you think, talk about the importance of having, having the training from high school on up to have these uh, students come in and step in. And because obviously, you know, you can't work forever. You've been in here and in the business since 84 and you know, you can't be in the business forever. So you're going to need some, somebody to step up and take your place. So talk about the importance of training students to be able to do that. Yeah. Okay. Hey, and before I do that, let me go back because I I knew there was another part I wanted to mention about essential personnel. So that's the three basic that people think about when you ask the essential personnel in public safety. But there's some other people that do come into place, other type of jobs. They're the dispatchers that come to work every day. They're the folks that you never see and never hear about, but they're the first person that answers that 911 call. And they are essential because if they're not at work, we can't get a call to go out and help somebody. So it's people like that. And then as we're at work in our everyday, now we don't have it at the firehouses, but you have it in other uh, county buildings. Just uh, the gentleman that came in here just before um, we got on the the, uh, conference call or the the phone here, um, his name's Paul. He, He cleans the building. So we're extremely thankful for folks like that that come in um, and not just do janitorial type activities, but they're cleaning up to make sure that we're safe and can continue to be here every day. So, you know, the list does go on beyond just the, the, the police, fire and EMS type personnel. There's support people uh, that help us do what we do. Um, but as far as for the students and what they can look forward to in a career path, uh, in any line of public safety, because I know here in Henrico, we've got connections that will take that will assist people in um, a law enforcement path or the fire service and indoor EMS path, um, and, and and we're fortunate to have that. So, and I know here in Henrico specifically, um, we've got a young man that just got hired this week because school ended early, and he was a senior in the diesel program out at our uh, maintenance shop. Oh wow! And, uh, we we had an opening 
on the fire side and, and, and because school's out, he's essentially done. He's a senior. He applied and he's now hired before technically even graduated. And wow. that's, that's just tremendous that the opportunity was there. Um, we've got another young lady that just started two weeks ago with the fire department to start running on our BLS ambulances. And she graduated high school last year and went through the EMT program at Hermitage. So the opportunities are there. And uh, there's no doubt this COVID event that we're in, and I like to use the word the event because uh, a, a, the crisis, we're beyond the crisis part. It's an event. It's here. And it's, right. it's changed things in many ways. But um, there's no doubt people that are using their hands and their skills and their ability is who is at work today. Now, I'm not saying that people that had desk jobs and aren't at work aren't equally as important. But it clearly shows that the skills that you're able to, to teach to the students through all of your programs can be beneficial. And, uh, and some of those are definitely essential employees uh, in a career path at some point. You know, Mike, we talk all the time on the show about um, job security. And this is one of those examples oh, of job yeah. security. And also uh, CTE jobs uh, keeping the world running. These jobs are necessary. CTE is essential. And I think, uh, you know, unfortunately it had to be, you know, this is an example of that, you know, you know, you don't want anybody getting sick or this, you know, one of the worst situations for us to, you know, even see this type of thing happening. But, you know, CT jobs are essential. You know, the world, the world needs uh, people like Henry and people, you know, like Paul, who Henry mentioned. Well, Sean, one of the, the neat things I was actually, you know, since we have been working remotely, you know, when all this got started, I did some checking. And I was amazed to find out that every single one of our 16 career clusters and hopefully soon to be 17th one, there is a, those, the majority of those career tracks are essential. They all fall into what the government has considered essential. So I just find that amazing that what we're doing is our leading um, young students into careers that, guaranteed that that you know those jobs are so important that the government has considered them essential even during what is happening right now all right so henry can you give us some quick tips for maybe a student trying to break into uh even do what you're doing right now some quick tips right you know some quick advice for them yeah so get started early you know you're fortunate some of your programs start in the middle school so if it's something that that um they're interested in starting the middle school, but definitely get involved in the high school level. And the other thing is, it's just not the skills. It's the education piece that goes with it. Um, because like in, in, like in, in the fire service and many other uh, technical skills like this, um, the technical part is the basic and you need that. But if you want to move further in your career path, if you want to become an officer or a supervisor or a manager or maybe lead a department or, or a business at some point, that's where your continuing education will, will come into play. So whether you go to that right after high school or uh, do parts as you are in your career and you start to work and you have the opportunity to go back to local community colleges or go to some other um, uh, uh, online type of education, but to continue that advancement. Uh, the other thing I relate to is that, um, you know, I sort of set my eyes on becoming a, an EMT, become a lifeguard, and then ultimately changed and wanted to become a firefighter. Um, but I can remember sitting in math class going, I don't need to know this because what am I going to do in math? Well, as I learned in my career and I got here, math is a very big part of, of everything that you do. And, and that could be said, the same thing can be said, whether it's English or history 
or any other the core topics that are taught in the school. So don't give up on those, but uh, they, they're equally as important as learning the skill and the technical. So it's truly, it's a package deal. And again, I can't tell you how fortunate we are that Henrico County offers that to our students here. Um, and, and really they're often it not only to the students, but if you think about it, they're often it to the families of those students. Right. So that, that's what's so important. How do you think we can attract more students uh, to professions like yours? Uh, that You know, it's important to you know, give the advice, but how do we get more kids interested in, in getting into those fields? Yeah, I, I mean, you're doing it and that and, and that's making people aware of the programs that are out there, um, making the families aware, because sometimes the students may not see the important part. But if the the parents see the important part of, hey, here's an opportunity for my son or my daughter to get involved and to do something, especially after this uh, event is winding down and people are starting to get back into the careers, they're going to realize, hey, um, little Sally or little Johnny is going back and they're starting to work early because they've got a technical skill and an ability versus somebody that may not have that. Um, the other thing that I feel fortunate that people that have these technical skills is the ability of what they can do in their personal life, what oh, yeah. they can take home and fix, what they can fix for their family, what they can fix for their neighbor. Uh, so it's just, it's truly makes you a, a better rounded person or, um, um, when, when you got skills that you can apply, not only at a work, but also when you can bring home. All right. And uh, Henry, Oh, you want to yes. ask something, Mike? Go ahead. Yeah. Just real quick. What was the, um, what was the, the, the type of graduation requirements are uh, for somebody wanting to get into um, Henrico County Fire Department or EMT. I'm sure it's different for each one, but I know it's changed over the years. A friend of mine actually um, is a firefighter up in Northern Virginia, and he and what where he was, it just seems like a, a lot more firefighters seem to be coming out of college than just high school nowadays. Is that accurate? Well, we do. We, we, we continue to see more people that are applying that have college degrees and or uh, even advanced degrees, masters and even some doctorate degrees. Um, and again, it's hard to, you know, everybody's got their own decision. They may have chose to go that, that far in their education and then, and then knew that they were going to apply for a, a public safety career. Or and in some cases, they've looked in the field that they were trained and, and educated on and something's not there. So they, they turn back to a profession like this and, right. and then ultimately find out that, Hey, this is really what they want to do in the first place. Um, but to uh, some of the, the basic requirements to get into say Henrico fire uh, is a minimum of 18 years of age and um, a high school graduate or uh, equivalent. Right. Um, EMT is not a requirement, but I can tell you, uh, somebody that has EMT and some of the other volunteer or, or technical experiences, it will help you out. Uh, it'll just help you out in the way you present yourself. It helps you out on your resume. Um, and we look at each of those components when people apply and fill out an application. There's a questionnaire form that we ask them to fill out. And in that, there's an opportunity for them to, to list all of the activities they've been involved with. And we truly put some weight on their community involvement. Uh, their volunteerism, their leadership as in a team, even if it's in a sport setting, uh, EMT comes into play. So, uh, but 18 is the minimum age to be hired, whether you're hired uh, as an EMT on one of our, our BLS analysts, or if you want to choose to come into the fire service, which you're still going to be an EMT. We're going to, if, if you 
are hired and you're not EMT, the minimum training you're going to receive on the medical side is EMT, and you will still have the opportunity to ride an ambulance uh, even as a, as a firefighter because, again, we've got 17 of our fire stations have ambulances that run out every day. Um, on the police side, I believe their minimum age is 21. And, uh, and you can understand the difference there. There's some laws that they are enforcing that that age of 21 has to be in place. So, um, um, but, but yeah, it's it, so to sort of follow up and summarize that again, if, if the students are looking to do something right after high school, um, the opportunities are there uh, or shortly thereafter when they graduate, when they turn 18. Right. right. Hey, Henry, you have the opportunity, uh, we were about to say, Mike, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, just, I was, that's okay. It's, this just makes it a little more difficult because of the we're not in the same room. But, yeah, right. <laughs> um, basically, it's just great to hear that whether someone is looking to go to college or, or ready to go in and start the career after high school, Henrico County Fire Department's got a place for them. It's just great to hear. All right. And and, yeah, and then also in the county, once you're hired – there's some opportunities uh, when you go back to school to get some reimbursement for that uh, education. So, oh, that's awesome. Yep. Those incentives are always important. It, it is. All right. So you had the opportunity, uh, Henry, to uh, attend our Life Ready Expo. If you guys aren't familiar with the Life Ready Expo, it is uh, basically a career fair that we hold here in Henrico CTE where the students get to come out and talk to uh, some of the professionals in the fields that they might be interested in. Then you attended the career rodeo where we reversed that model and the uh, employers come around and get to see some of the students in action, uh, do all kinds of projects. And then even had a chance to uh, attend our letter of intent signing day where we kind of modeled that after, uh, you know, students moving on uh, to uh, play football or different sports on the collegiate level. But this time the students are celebrating moving to the world of work. So just give me your take on attending those events and why you think those are events are important. And, you know, we mentioned earlier in the show uh, the importance of attracting students, making uh, more students interested in attending and taking CTE courses. So how do you think those those programs right there are helping us with that goal? Yeah, I, um, it, there's no doubt that th those three put together and the way that you've put them in that series is um, is truly phenomenal. Um, th that first one, as you mentioned, uh, I have not personally been a part of that one, but I'm very aware of how that interaction takes place. But I did have the opportunity um, just, I guess it was last month, the career rodeo out at the uh, racetrack. Yes. And I was out there. We brought an ambulance out there. And the, the, the unique thing about having an ambulance, the, the diesel uh, mechanics and or students were able to use the front end of the ambulance uh, to show their abilities. And then in the back of the – or the, the what we call the, the box of the ambulance, the uh, EMT students were able to use that to demonstrate their skills. So they sort of got – two things for one piece of equipment. So I was out there to see that. Uh, but, but I tell you, it was so impressive to walk around prior to it being, while it was being set up to see what was in place. But it was even more impressive to see when the students were in action and when the, the, um, the industry or the, the business partners in, in the community were coming and walking around and to see how gauged, engaged they were and excited they were to, to pick out somebody or a group of people and go, we want more information on that, that person or that group or, or maybe all of them. And uh, so you put all that together. And unfortunately this year, um, I think you're probably going to come up with a different way to do that letter signing yeah. or the intent. Um, and I was part of that. <laughs> I was part of that last year, 
And, uh, you know, again, each of them, um, it, it just makes you smile and be proud and, and uh, excited to be connected, not only with a career in Henrico County that, that, that I'm fond of, but also what the school system is offering to the students and to the business partners that are out there, um, that, that they have the opportunity to come in and pick homegrown students that have been raised here in the county and also taught here in the county and, and ultimately have them work here and stay in the workforce in the county. Yeah. And I realize some of the businesses may come outside the county and, and, and that's great too, but um, it, it's definitely a, a, a great benefit to see that when, when that business is in the county and they get to take somebody from within the, the uh, school system and, and this uh, program, the, the CTE program. Yeah, one of the things I often joke with Mike about, I'm a football fan, huge sports fan, and uh, one of the things that they used to call, like colleges for kids who always went to the NFL, they used to call them football factories, right? So we're trying to become a career factory and, you know, just yes. put good students out into, you know, of course, in Rico County, but uh, the United States and even the world uh, in general. So um, right. that yeah. that is the goal of CTE right there. Yep. Hey, so you were asking what uh, what are some of the earlier, what are some of the ways that you could do or could be done to uh, and get more people or whether it's the students and so forth invited. And that is, um, it just dawned on me, the students that were there and the business partners were there, they knew why they were there. Um, right. But maybe considering uh, videotaping that and or inviting some of the students that are maybe in the freshman year or in the younger age uh, um, school um, in, in, in the younger um, grades, uh, to come and, and at least see what the opportunities are, are out there, or at the very least, invite the parents, let the parents know, hey, here's an opportunity that your son or daughter may have and, you know, what's what could um, what they could be exposed to. That's an awesome idea. I like that. Yep. All right. And uh, one, uh, one of the sayings that we have here, and I'm, I'm about to bring the show to a close. So this we're on the last question here because I'm getting a little bit nervous about the time constraints okay. uh, surrounding our <laughs> little meeting here. So uh, I want I want to finish this off with this. So we we often have a saying here, at least uh, Mac, our director here at uh, Henrico CTE, often has a saying that he wants all of our students to graduate enrolled, enlisted or employed. What does that mean to someone like you in your field? And how important is that um, uh, that statement? Right. Well, it, it's extremely important. And uh, I think any parent would tell you out there that, you know, and, I, and I'm a parent to a 15 year old and a 13 year old. And, you know, we want them to, to succeed as an adult. And as an adult, um, it's either to enroll um, and, and, and enlist uh, or be employed in, in a career, in a passion, something that they truly love and enjoy. And uh, I know others have said that if you are truly doing something that you love, then it doesn't seem like work every day. And uh, so and the careers or the uh, opportunities you all have is just that. There are people that will learn a skill or a trait um, that they'll love to they'll fall in love with. And then if they can find somebody that's going to pay them to do just that, I mean, that's that's a home run right there. Um, but but to put all of those together, whether it's to enroll in something or to enlist um, or to be employed. That's ultimately what our goal is as a parent, as a teacher, uh, and then as a, a, a career profession uh, professional now is to know that's where our workforce is coming from. It's the younger generation that's coming up. And uh, you can't be more than excited to see that the opportunity is there here within Henrico County through the CTE program uh, for the, that younger generation to, uh, to, to, to continue what we've uh, 
uh, have been doing and what we follow on the, 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 uh, the paths of the people that came before us. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Henry Rosenbaum, for hanging out with us, with us here on Henrico CTE. Now, no doubt you are busy, but thank you for etching out a little bit of your day to come in and video chat with us. You probably, you guys won't see the video. I'll keep the audio. I promise I wouldn't include the video this time. So that's how we got it. No video. Guys. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But thank you so much for uh, spending part of your day to come out and talk with us. Yeah, Rashawn, thank you. And Mike, thank you. It was, it was great You're to welcome. meet you. And equally as important to to have a little conversation, hopefully share some encouragement with the uh, the students and the parents that are out there listening and, and also the teachers. You know, I don't think we've, uh, uh, you know, really said much, uh, you know, what the teachers offer to this, but they're, the, they're that backbone and uh, we appreciate everything that they do also. All right. Shout out to all the essential personnel and the teachers as well. Before I go, I want to remind you guys out there listening to check us out on our social network uh, sites, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, all that, the handle Henrico CTE. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and many, many more of your favorite podcast venues. All right, guys, that's it for us. I think the first social distancing um, Henrico CTE Now podcast is in the books. I think it went pretty yep. well, Mike. I think it went pretty well. Yeah, I think it went, it went pretty smooth, despite the fact. Despite the fact, right? It's kind of yeah. hard not being there and being able to talk to people face-to-face. It's one of the things I enjoy about the job, but... Um, yeah. We will get through this. Uh, again, I want to send a huge shout out to all the essential personnel out there working. I want you guys to be first responders. Yes. First responders, all those people, everybody that falls under that umbrella, umbrella of essential personnel. I want uh, not only them, to, not only the regular folks to be safe, but also essential personnel out there working on the front lines for us to be safe. All right, guys, that's it for Henrico CTE. Now for Mike Roberts, for Mr. Henry Rosenbaum, I'm Rashawn Garnett. Until next time, so long, everyone.